After Dark Podcast is sponsored by HHNUnofficial.com, the home of Halloween Horror Nights news and rumors all year round. Find us on the web at www.HHNUnofficial.com. So stop the fog machines and clear the cobwebs. It's time for another episode of the podcast that's nearly the same as all the others. Let's get down to business to start planning that Disney trip. I'm Wendy Prater and Magical Journeys Travel here, proud sponsor of the Disney Parks and Beyond podcast. I specialize in all things Disney, Universal, and all major cruise lines. Disney cruises are spectacular, but you've got to book early to get the best pricing and stateroom selection. I offer generous onboard credits and take care of all your planning. Interested in Disney World, Disneyland, or Disneyland Paris? I can help with every bit of the planning process, including dining and fast passes. Find me on the Twitters at WP Magic Journeys or email me at Wendy Prater at MagicalJourneysTravel.com. I make the plans, you make the memories. Welcome to Disney Parks and Beyond, a Disney podcast about theme parks and all things Disney from the After Dark Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to a special episode of Disney Parks and Beyond. I'm Nick, and on this episode I'm joined by Mr. D. Welcome home. Welcome home. That's nice. Dot, dot, dot. Um, we are joined by Ryan. Hello. We are joined by Sinead. Hello. And we have a special guest. We have Dougie. Hey. Now, normally when I say... If I mention Dougie, it's in reference to one of the greatest kids' cartoons, Hey Dougie. Oh, incredible um, show. Incredible show. It is, it's, I mean, I, what's, I, I think Bluey edges it now. I agree, um, I agree. Thanks but, for putting me onto that. Yeah, but Dougie, Dougie is good. Um, but I don't know many Duggies, so I'm delighted that we've caught a wild one and we've wrangled you onto this show. Yeah, it's not a... I think it's not common. You can never get it on like sheriff badges and stuff. All mm. my life, all, all of what it is a sheriff's badge with my name on. I can't get it. No, that's got nothing to do with anything. Sorry, I'm just no, well, no, no. I, I mean, to be fair, um, it's it's a good. You're point. in good company for that. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and my son, he's not going to get a badge with his with his name on either. Might do in America. I won't. Definitely won't here though. Um, but like, yes, I think I've got too many badges. Badges, we don't need no stinking badges. <laughs> Mr. D, you'll know that. I know that. Yes. Um, so, yeah, this is a DVC special. Now, I know some of you might be confused by that, and I was as well. I looked it up, and um, it's got nothing to do with the shopping channel. I got very not. confused. Um, I thought this was going to be about home shopping. But... Purchasing is involved, but it's not yes. shopping channel. Yeah, you're not going to be phoning up. Well, I suppose maybe you possibly can do this over the phone, but it's it's probably not the mm. ideal way of doing it. But no, this is about the Disney Vacation Club. So 
Um, we're going to be discussing that in in uh, quite some detail because it is one thing that I am really lost on. I, I I kind of know what it is, but you know, it is definitely my weak spot. If Mister D did a quiz about DVC, mm-hmm. um, well, I that's a good be idea. Far far behind. <laughs> There's another idea for you. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, so before we crack on, um, I mean, firstly, I should do what we do every. Uh, episode of the show and that is asking what everybody is drinking so i'll do it in the same order that i started with uh, mr d what are you drinking on my gin and tonic standard gin and just, tonic just standard gin and tonic mm-hmm. green Olds gin and fever tree tonic that's it yeah but it's classy tonic that, that it's is, good it's good yeah. stuff yeah, yeah i quite like it uh ryan what are you drinking i have got a sugar-free red bull at this time of night it's probably not wise but there we go crazy cat crazy cat uh Sinead well it being Paddy's week and the fact that I'm off for a few days I figured I'd have a Jemison and Coke Zero what is happening with Paddy's Day this year uh a lot of things online seemingly oh interesting yeah um they're very devastated that they can't give Joe Biden his uh bowl of shamrock in person given that he is arguably the most painfully Irish person (laughs) Yes, that I think has ever been in American office. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I think it was how it was done ceremonially rather than someone actually mm. giving it to him in person. Oh, that is that is a shame. Um, I mean, I'm just gutted because how am I going to get my novelty Guinness hat this year if the pubs are closed? Sometimes. Or my inflatable shillelagh. Yeah, you can still get that stuff. Because a party shop in Horsham's open. Nothing else is, but for some reason that's deemed essential. Maybe they've got a tin right. of beans in there or something. Yeah. It's a food All those Zoom quizzes everyone's doing, you see. You've got to dress up for them. Exactly, yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Dougie, what about yourself? Lagavulin 16. Nice single malt. Oh, nice. A classy person at long last. Mm-hmm. What does Craig when we drink? Bells or something? Oh, no, not bells. No, that's... Famous uh, Grouse? Uh, yeah, he's, he's definitely yes. drunk Grouse, but he, he drinks malt as well. Yeah. I think it's whatever he can nick, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> that is the Liverpool way. That is, yeah. that is very true. That is very true. Actually, we got... We, we, <laughs> actually, that's a, that's a good point. You brought me onto a good point, Mr. D, because we did have a complaint. Did we? We did have a complaint. Oh. And it was... And I'm not going to... I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to go into full details about it because Craig has been in charge of this. Um, but it was that we uh, we are sometimes a bit... Um, we play up to the stereotypes of Liverpool a little bit too much. Do we? Yeah. Oh, I've just done it which, again. Which, which, which like, I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I can see that. But mm. also, think of all the stuff that's been said about me over the years. And, and me. I've not edited most of it out. <laughs> Only the yeah. really bad stuff. <laughs> so, you know, I think I'd like to think this is an equal opportunities podcast. But there I you go. So, yeah. um, equally offensive to everybody. Exactly. Exactly. Um, there was another. Hang on. Let me see if I can find the other one. Because because uh, one one was aimed more at you. Yeah. You weren't the only person that had one. Um, what me being the offender or the offended? Um, I think I think it was a particular. Just a particular episode. Mm-hmm. Wait, are we uh, about to, are we about to be cancelled? Um, not just yet. We're gonna get impeached. Um, but 
But um, we did get a review. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this review says, there's a chap called Ryan, who he's often on, and he's honestly terrible. He comes off as smug and arrogant whilst being demonstrably ininformed. He makes the good work the rest of the group do completely unlistenable. Now, there's so many things I can pick up there. First of all, that last sentence, he makes the good work the rest of the group do completely unlistenable. I'm not buying that. I think we're all guilty of that. Um, but I love the fact that your voice, Ryan, because that's all I can put it down to is your voice is is obviously smug and arrogant. That is that's incredible. all I can put it down to. I can't believe that. You know what? You know what's funny? And I shouldn't really say this, but I'm going to say it. I got called egotistical and aggressive this week at work. They confuse you with Meghan Markle. <laughs> it's quite a week for you, Ryan. <laughs> well, well, there you go. Be thankful we got some feedback, right? Feedback. Hey. Hey, all feedback is a gift. I I live for feedback. I wish we yeah. had more. Um, yeah. Good or bad. I mean, yeah. in a way, bad's funnier. But... I'm asking for a bit less, I'll be honest. Yeah. yeah. But, so whoever uh, left that review, assuming that you're still listening. It says Ryan's mum. Thanks. Does it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty sure it was Dan. Yeah, Get Dan. on the show. Get on the show. It's Dan's revenge. Um, now, look, I, I, there is something I want to just address before we get into the nitty-gritty of it. I'll be a bit serious for a moment. Um, we've had a really weird week in the UK, I think it's safe to say. Firstly, we had the fallout from the Meghan Markle interview, which is just the most overinflated thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, I watched that interview. There was, like, I, I really do not understand what the fuss is about. And then we had... Um, the disappearance of uh, Sarah Everard and subsequent unfortunate discovery of her. And what what was, um, and I mean, the thing is, like, I don't know how that's translated to America. Like, it, it seems to be very one-sided, like, news. Like, we seem to get a lot of news from America, but a lot of stuff that happens here doesn't seem to travel that way. So I don't know how this is known. Um but it's awful case and if you want to google it i'm sure you can find some news stories about it but what it highlighted was or what it allowed was like a platform for for women to share their experiences and their stories and quite frankly as a husband and a father to uh, a girl just really sad i just found it really sad and it's a little bit like when the Black Lives Matter movement happened last year, it seemed to give people an opportunity to speak up and kind of share their experiences and why things need to change. And I can't do anything on my own, but I I just think it's, it's made really sad the last few days with what's gone on and hearing things from women and thinking about the world we're bringing, well, I'm bringing up my child and Ryan, you've got a little girl as well. And just the world that yeah. we got them in at the moment and how we should do better. And the only way that we can start to do things better is by listening and by trying to do things better. So, you know, kind of all joking aside, it's the only serious thing I'm going to do tonight, certainly. But, um, you know, I, I just listen. Listen to women. Listen to stories experiences 
and you know a lot of men at the moment are kind of going well i'm not one of them well yeah then this doesn't apply to you but then stop other people doing it and stop other people being like that and just make this a nicer place because i'm quite frankly like scared now that i've got a, a daughter that could be experiencing this stuff my wife's experienced stuff before i knew her and, and stuff like that so i don't like this kind of thing affects everybody i don't think we really listen to it and this is a disney podcast it's all fun and everything like that but we have a lot of women that listen to this i know as well and i just want things to be better for you and anything we can do anyone listening to this that thinks that they they could be better than do it listen to people and just be better because at the moment everything sucks no i just i guess just to, to add to that I, I i agree with you nick it's 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 been a it's been a hard week knowing again like you trying to kind of raise a daughter in all this madness with the uk seemingly going in in the wrong direction so yeah it's it's hard to to put it down into words, but yeah, it's I, not, I, I agree. It's not just an it's not just a UK thing, you know. It's not a bit no, like Black not. Lives Matter. It is a global thing. Like this is women being kind of treated unfairly or, or having these awful experiences. That's that's global, right? And we've only got one woman on here. Oh. <laughs> the worst people to talk about it. But do you know what I mean? Like it's. <sighs> feel so it's hard I don't know what the answer is all I can say is men we've got to do better we're the problem right so we've we've got to be the ones to make the change so just just be better Anyway, yeah. there you go. Um, DVC. So, was it yourself, Miss D, that come up, not come up with DVC? <laughs> no, I didn't invent it. No, you didn't invent if DVC. Only. Yeah. Well, I've, been, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts. I've been getting interested in it again. And I just wanted to, I just thought we could benefit and people listening hopefully can benefit from just going through, you know, DVC, a lot of a lot of podcasts will cover the bare bones of it, but there is actually quite a lot to it. At the end of this, I don't think anybody's going to be an expert, but hopefully they'll have a place to, to kind of start. I did put together some notes and it just grew and grew and grew, actually. So I've now got a multi-page document, which, Nick, if we can share that in the show notes, you know, that it would be, be a good reference for people as a start point, if you're interested in DVC or you think you might be interested in DVC as a result of this, or maybe you're already thinking about it, this might just give you a, a, a good foundation or even refresh because people like me have looked at it numerous times. Um, so that was that was really the intent, but hopefully we could share the document through the show notes or something, Nick, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you've got it somewhere that it's it's yep. going to be publicly available, then absolutely um, yeah. share the link with me, and I'll drop it in the show notes. Yeah, um, yeah, sure. And I mean, this is it's something that we've discussed on here numerous times over the years. Uh, mm -hmm. Craig has been vocal about it. You know, he's talked about going to the presentations and, and stuff like that. Yeah, 
we've had people on that have talked about having DVC and hell, we've got Chris Ripley. Yeah. Chris, how are you doing? Are you going to join us for the rest of the episode? Oh, just have more vaccine. No, no, might come on later. Okay, then, Chris. Um, so we got, you know, we got someone on the team that um, has DVC. But yeah. um, like I said, I, I I know bits about it, but I don't know enough. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you thought it'd be uh, a good idea to, to do an episode mm-hmm. or a couple of episodes looking into this and, and, and everything surrounding it. Um, and also, you know, having dougie on as well yeah because you know dougie you are a, a dbc member yourself right yes yep i am five and a half years and what's your what did you buy into dougie um the polynesian nice For very specific reasons that i'll probably go into a bit yeah yeah, yeah I'd, I'd be definitely interested to understand why you chose it and how you how you went through that um great okay so, so- yeah, I was just going to say, Mr. D, I don't know if it's uh, a 40-page uh, PowerPoint presentation put together. <laughs> I'll be disappointed if it's not. But um, essentially, the, the show is now yours. Sure. Okay. Shut up. But looking for everybody to join in and questions and comments and opinions, definitely welcome. So just a, a full disclosure, I'm not a DVC member, right? But I, I nearly have been a couple of times. We've looked at it a few times over the years I've had a, a level of interest and you know I think during this exercise that I've just gone through I wish I had done it when we first looked at it um, and what I tried to ask myself well why didn't it, didn't I do it and I think one of the things actually that that stopped us from doing it was free dining um, you know the free dining deals were made it a kind of break-even proposition at the time but uh, um, the thing about DVC, I think it's a long-term benefit that you get. So that was the main reason why why we didn't do it. But this isn't a sales pitch for DVC. Um, lots and lots of people are interested in DVC. I think it's been an incredibly popular program. And you'll, as we get into it, I think you'll you'll see that. Um, but it isn't right for everybody. So it definitely isn't a sales pitch for DVC. Um, this is a bit of a guide. I wanted to go a little bit deeper than just the basics. It should be a good start for anybody who is interested. And the things I wanted to cover, um, what is DVC? Fairly basic. So if you know what DVC is, then that's going to be a repeat for you. A little bit about how does it work and a few things here maybe that will be new to people. What does it cost? And I was going to focus initially on if you buy direct from Disney, what does it cost? Who is it for? And the pros and cons. Um, then I got a few other little points, points and note. Um, and then I, I wanted to go into buying resale as well, or uh, resale, you know, what is that and how does that work and, and what are the pros and cons for that? And then a little bit about renting points, because that's another thing you can do. So there's three different pieces, buying from Disney, buying resale and renting points. And then at the end, I did a little bit of a kind of example of comparing all three of those. And it's quite interesting, you know, how the money finishes up there. Um, so what is DVC? Well, DVC is a, it's a prepaid vacation plan, but it, it differs a little bit from the traditional timeshare. Um, you buy points as opposed to weeks um, with a traditional timeshare, and you can use the points to rent an accommodation type at a DVC resort. You can also use the points to rent 
at non-DVC resorts or for other things like adventures by Disney holidays or cruises, etc. But typically they aren't a very good deal and I wasn't really going to go into those in any detail. But a DVC purchase is a real estate contract and you can view it like an asset. I mean, you can, it's got a limited life, up to 50 years. And that's kind of odd thing because the different resorts have different um, lives on them. But the 50 years, I think, is the maximum. Um, but you can actually resell it just like you could resell a house or you can actually bequeath it to your kids. You can you can pass it on. Um, so it is, a, it is a legally binding real estate contract. And the first resort that opened up was Disney's Old Key West Resort. Uh, it wasn't called Old Key West then. I think it was called the Disney Vacation Resort, I think. Uh, and that opened up in December 1981. Um, and... I thought just if we took a quick look at Old Key West, because I have actually stayed at Old Key West a couple of times, did that three times. Um, but it gives you an idea of the types of different accommodation that you can get at a DVC resort. So Old Key West is the original. Um, it's got a Key West theme, obviously. Um, the smallest accommodation you get is, is called a deluxe studio, which sleeps four or five people. Um, it's about 390 square feet. It's got two queen-size beds. Now, Oki West Studios are the only ones that have got two queen-size beds. The others have got a queen-size bed and a, a sleeper sofa that you can you know, fold up during the day. Um, so there are little variations between the different resorts. Um, it's got a patio or a balcony and a couple of chairs and a table so you've got a little bit of outside space that you wouldn't typically get in a say a moderate resort definitely not in a value resort it's also got a little kitchenette i would call it it's got a microwave a toaster a coffee maker a little sink and a little mini refrigerator so refrigerator and coffee maker you might get in a room microwave you usually don't and then they also supply i think um like uh disposable bowls and plates and and uh, nice and forks and things like that then you move up to a one-bed villa, which that can sleep five. Uh, it's about a thousand square foot. Uh, the ones at Oakey West, it's a, a very large open-plan lounge, diner, kitchen area. Um, it's uh, it's got a twin sleeper couch and then a sleeper chair. Uh, it's got a fully equipped kitchen, you know, dishwasher, stove, American stove, fridge freezer. Uh, microwave, uh, the works, and it's got all the crockery, pots and pans, knives and forks that you would need. Not disposable, you know, the proper the proper equipment. Uh, there's a master bedroom with a king-size bed, and it's got a bathroom. It's actually got a two-person jacuzzi in the bathroom, two sinks and a shower. And there's also a laundry room where you get a full-size washer and dryer, so you can do your own washing and drying. Then you've got a two-bed villa, which sleeps nine. It's about 1,400 square feet. Um, it's the same as the one bed, but then you've got an additional bedroom, which is off the living room. Um, and, and, you know, it's pretty much the, the same with the extra bedroom. And then you have the three bedroom grand villas and they sleep up to 12 and that's about 2,400 square feet. It's got a king bed, two, two queen beds, two doubles, a queen sofa, four bathrooms and a large living room with everything that you get in the one and the two beds. Um, so those are the different accommodation types um, and we'll get into sort of booking those a little bit later but any any sort of questions on on the accommodation types from you guys or 
Dougie, if, if, what do you typically stay at when you go? What, what sort of size accommodation do you usually go for? I just stick with the studio for, for a couple of reasons. Um, I don't have family, so I want, I'm just going to take the cheapest one that I can. And I don't like traveling with a lot of people because they might talk to me. Right. Um, so I prefer just to stick with like the least number of people I could have in a room. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it saves me a lot of money. When you start looking at those higher up accommodation, the, 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 the ones that hold like just loads of people, they are insanely expensive to rent. Yeah. You need a, an incredible number of points. Yeah. Um, well, so you, you said about the 50 year life of a contract mm. and why it seems to vary. The reason for that is it's 50 years from, not from when you buy it, but from when it opened as a DVC resort. Right. So if it was 1991, yeah. That resort has 50 years from 1991 and if one comes available now, yeah. You'll you'll only get yeah. the you know those um the balance 20 like years. The, yeah. 20 21 years out of it. Yeah. Yeah. But the funny thing is though some of them seem to have opened like like um I think uh Boardwalk Villa I think is also 2042 and yet that opened later so they don't they don't all seem to be fifty years from from when they when they opened. I can't quite figure out can't quite figure out why they seem to have different different lives. Um, fifty was definitely the longest one that I could see. Um, I mean, as I said earlier, that I would say why. I mean, I chose the poly because at the time I bought that was the newest one. Right, that was how I would get fifty years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, because they'll just you the price of the the price of the contract doesn't change. Mm -hmm. If I'd bought something that had a similar price per point, but I only got thirty years out of it, I would still be paying the same amount of money that I'm paying yeah. for this. Yeah. So it just seemed mad to me. The poly wasn't my choice, mm -hmm. um, but I picked it because I'm going to get. Well, if I live that long, I will yep. get a few more years out of it. Definitely, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it seems, and I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was the the question that was going into my head then was what's the point of buying you know like an old key west dvc mm. membership if you could yeah. if it's not going to be for as long so it's interesting that yeah. basically the cost is, is the same well duration hold, changes yeah i hold that thought really um grabbed it, yeah because we'll, we'll we'll come back to the cost but um, there's quite a few things that go into the cost, um, depending on, again, whether you're buying from Disney or whether you're buying resale, right? Um, Old Key West, just to, just to finish off on Old Key West, it's got other stuff as well. It's got a, it's got a table service restaurant, uh, Olivia's, uh, which does breakfast, lunch and dinner. Um, it's got a very small counter service restaurant called Goods to Go. Uh, it's got a bar, which is the smallest bar that you've ever seen in the history of the world. I think you can get about six people in there. Um, they do a very good chocolate martini, though. Yeah, but it's tiny, isn't it? I mean, it, it is. is, it yeah, is it's weenie. crazy small. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it was the first resort, uh, so I guess they didn't exactly, well, exactly sure how it was going to evolve. But uh, they've got a little counter service by the pool, which is called the Turtle Shack. Um, it's got a big pool, a main pool, which has got a slide. And it's got it's actually got a sauna. Um, it's got a lighthouse, Key West theme. 
but there's a couple of quiet pools as well. I think there's four pools in total. Uh, in Disney, Disney's Old Key West is actually serviced by the buses the same as any other regular hotel resort. Uh, and it is a big resort, so there's actually five bus stops within the resort for an internal bus, as well as buses to the parks, just like any other any other resort. You can also get a, a watercraft service, which goes from Old Key West to Disney Springs, which is quite nice. Nice little boat ride. Um, and it is a dedicated DVC resort, so it isn't bolted on to another hotel. Like Dougie talked about the Poly, where you've got the hotel side and you've got you've got DVC as well. And a lot of the resorts are like that, and I'll talk about them in a minute. Because um, there is actually currently 15 DVC resorts, and there's at least one more in development, maybe two. Uh, there's, there's a new tower in Disneyland in California. And there was plans for a, a, another one at Walt Disney World called Reflections, but that seems to have gone really quiet. I don't think it's been officially cancelled, but it's been at least postponed. It tore out the foundations that they built for it. Did so it? We'll see it happen. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's been problems like that before um, when they've tried to build on the lake. I mean, there was an Asian resort that they tried to build, and I think the foundations just sank. Uh, so that one seems to have have gone away so at the minute then you've got old key west which is a dedicated dvc you've got saratoga springs which is a de dedicated dvc then you've got animal kingdom uh lodge katani village you've got the polynesian you've got a grand floridian contemporary which is bay lake tower you've got two at the wilderness lodge you've got boulder ridge and the the newest one or not the newest but the second newest one which is copper creek you've got beach club boardwalk the new Riviera Resort, which is the newest one, that's a dedicated DVC. So that's interesting. The newest one they've built is actually dedicated again. And then you've got uh, some which are outside of the Walt Disney World. You've got Hilton Heads, which is South Carolina, North Carolina. Can't one remember. of the Carolinas. One of the Carolinas. And then you've got Vera Beach, which is on the uh, Atlantic coast of Florida. Uh, you've got the Grand Californian, which is in California, obviously. And then you've got Olani, which is in Hawaii. And that's a, another dedicated. So Hilton Head, Vero Beach is dedicated as well. So okay. does that mean, uh, if, if I've understood correctly, so Old Key West, you can only mm -hmm. stay at with either, you know, having DVC or you rented DVC points. Like mm. I couldn't just rock up there. No, you, so it it is a dedicated DVC resort. However, Disney will sell off some of the rooms, right? So when we stayed there, the three times that we stayed there, we just booked them like any other hotel through the Disney UK website. So they will sell off some of the rooms. However, a couple of years ago, when we first started going to Old Key West, it was actually a really good deal. You could get Old Key West for the same price as a moderate like Coronado Springs or... French Quarter or whatever, but it's classed as a deluxe. So when we had free dining, you would get the full dining plan, the regular dining plan at Old Key West and Saratoga Springs. Whereas if you went to a moderate, you were only getting the counter service dining plan. Mm -hmm. If you look at it now, and I did look at, um, at Old Key West, at certain times of the year, the prices are just crazy. I mean, I mean, stupid crazy, like nine grand for a studio and things like that it just doesn't make any sense and i think that's just literally you know they're just having a bit of a laugh really they've got very few rooms left and uh, and that's it so so you can 
stay at some of these resorts, but it's getting harder and harder, I think, to to just pay cash for them or buy, you know, go through the Disney website. They, um, they tend to um, be added a little bit later because I've stayed yeah. at Oki West a few times as well. As you said, I think it it just depends on the on the bookings of the DVC and then they will get added to the site. But yeah, so, mm-hmm. same as you, um, we've stayed, taken advantage of the dining plan a few times. But again, like more recently, as, as you said, you look and you're like, geez, I'm not paying that. No. Because no. when you're booking, when you're booking for to use your DVC points, Dougie, you can you you can book your home resource at an earlier stage. Is that right? Yeah. 11, 11 months beforehand. But if you want to book another one, um, it's seven. So you, you'll never if I mean people from the uk and anyone really going from abroad goes for a longer amount of time you're not mm. going to get a whole trip really at a dvc resort that is not yours yeah. mm. yourself yeah mm. so just just going back to the resorts the riviera is the newest one and its main selling point is it is a, it is a skyliner station in fact it's the skyliner hub so you know it connects directly to the studios and to epcot um However, with the Riviera Resort or when they were selling, because at the minute they're only selling Riviera Resort, Copper Creek at the Wilderness Lodge and the Hawaiian one, Alani. Um, But they did implement some new restrictions, which we'll talk about a little bit later when we talk about resale. So there's, there's been a big change in 2019, which has some pretty big implications as to, you know, buying DVC and then especially if you think at some point you might want to sell it or or buying a resale uh, from Riviera so we'll come back to that um, but we, we started to get into there about about booking and things like that so there's a couple of things I wanted to kind of go back and, and talk about how does DVC actually work right so if we if we talk about buying direct from Disney so assume a new resort like Copper Creek or the Riviera Resort when, when Disney build a resort, they allocate a fixed number of points to that resort based on the number of rooms and the type of accommodation. And that number of points never changes. So they then produce a point chart for each resort. And they've got these travel periods now. I think it used to be five, Dougie, and it's now gone up to seven. Is that right? Dougie? Sorry. Um, yes. Yeah. I was trying to count. I'm not very good at counting, but yeah, it's seven, seven now. Yeah. So the, the travel periods are, are kind of funny because if you look at the cheapest one, it is just a period. It's September the 1st to the 19th, but the next travel period is actually a group of dates. So January the 1st to the 31st, September the 20th to the 30th and October the 1st to the 14th, that is lumped as one travel period. So that's like the next cheapest travel period so there's seven of these and the points chart you look at the points chart and it'll show you how many points do you need for a particular type of accommodation like a studio for a particular time of the year and it might be you know you need 200 points for a week at an old key west studio etc right so that point chart gets updated every year by disney but they can, they can flex the number of points that you need for, say, a studio or a one-bedroom villa or a two-bedroom villa, but they can't increase the overall number of points, right? 
so that that's why it that part of the cost you buy a certain number of points those points typically will buy you the same amount of time in a studio for you know the 50 years of the contract they can tweak it a little bit depending on whether studios are more popular than one bed villas or two bed villas or whatever but if they if they put the price up of a studio they have to take it off another accommodation type like a one bedroom villa or a two bedroom villa or a, or a grand villa does that make sense yeah so the the you know so if it costs you 200 points for a week in a deluxe villa now it'll probably cost you about 200 points for that in 10 years time like i say they can tweak it a little bit but but they have to take those points from somewhere else so so that that's how it is kind of like a fixed cost really uh, um so um then we, we talked a lot about if you buy if you buy a contract for a certain number of points that becomes your home resort um, and you get early booking privileges at that. So as Dougie said, you can book up to 11 months in advance um, at your home resort. And if, if you want to stay at any other DVC resort, so not your home resort, then you can book from seven months onwards. That's right, isn't it, Dougie? Yes, yeah. But then I think you said, especially if you're gone for either a longer period of time, like two weeks or three weeks, as, as many Europeans do, or if you're gone at a really busy time like Christmas, I think for certain accommodation and certain resorts, you'll really struggle at the busy times or if you're going to go for a long time, if you if you don't book at the 11-month point, yeah? Virtually impossible. Yeah. Um, I think back in the day, it used to be much easier from what I've, from when I've talked to people. Um, they used to find it really easy. Mm -hmm. But um, since all especially since the website changed like when i booked even even though it was only five years ago when i booked dvc the website was horrendous to make yeah. a booking um now they've made it very very easy so you get a lot of people who will walk their bookings yeah um so they decide they want to go 18 months from now they'll book 11 months in advance and then just move it a week each time yeah i've so, heard of this walk in the reservation it's a it feels a little bit like cheating, really. <laughs> Not something I've ever done. No yeah. time for it. It does seem play. like an awful time-consuming process. Got to play fair. Yeah. And yeah, I don't have the energy. Yeah. So basically, what, what Dougie's talking about there is you, you book at the 11 months, but you might want to go in 12 months' time, but you start booking, so you've kind of blocked up um a period of time and then as soon as you can then move that book and you move it a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more until eventually you move it into the period that you want uh so you kind of creep up on your booking really and the idea is to to basically block everybody else out so that you can get the time you want but it's it's legit it's just a bit um yeah it doesn't sound very cricket does it no but it's but Disney don't stop it. They know. I'm sure they know what's going mm. on. It's a, it's been. A, it sounds like it's been a thing. I've certainly heard about it for quite a while. Um, so I think um, picking a home resort, I think, is really important. I think you should, and, and certainly from everybody I've talked to, everything I've read, everything I've listened to, you know, you should buy where you really want to stay, or at least be comfortable that if that's all you can get, that you're going to be happy there. Um, you might get other 
properties that you want, um, especially if you don't go at really busy times or if you aren't going to go for two or three weeks or you're willing to split your stay. But you, you really want to make sure that your home resort is somewhere that you're comfortable with and you like it and you're happy with it. So Craig has sent me his story, mm-hmm. um, a shortened, abridged version. His whole life? Him. Thankfully not, because this oh, podcast can't last that, that long. Um, but I, I, I want to be, I want to be fair though. I mean, I, I definitely don't want to say anything bad about. No, no, oh no, obviously not, no. obviously not, yeah, obviously um, not. But before we do that, Dougie, I, I want to find out a bit more about, you know, how you you came to this. So, you've obviously said when you you first bought your DVC, but you know what what led you to that decision? What what was your experience with it? I'm going to be honest, I'm very easily influenced. Um, <laughs> Which is why you're on here, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But if, anybody, if anybody tells me that I am doing something, I'm going to go, okay. <laughs> we'll go and do it. Um, so it must have been what, a different year, 2013 that I was there. Hmm. Um, and, you know, they're, they're, they're everywhere. And I, I've no time for when people approach you and try and sell you things. Yeah. Um, but the guy did say that I would get free ice cream, so I was <laughs> I was just like, all right, I'm, I'll I'll go for a free. And they said, and we'll give you this many fast passes for your time. And I was like, cool, that sounds that sounds really good. Um, and I was there, and they were selling it to me, and I was like, no, nah, this doesn't sound like it's like it's for me at all. I'm not interested. Give me my ice cream <laughs> um, and my fast passes. My ice cream, my fast passes. Now they give you gift cards just for going. Yeah. Um, if you're staying at a deluxe resort, I think they give you like a fifty dollar gift card. I'd rather have the ice cream. You get your ice cream as we well. Could, oh well. Yeah, you can buy it. You can buy a lot of ice cream with fifty dollars, Nick. Not in Gear of Delis, you can't. Yeah, you still get five Sundays for that. I think that or is four. true. That is true. Yeah. They will give you as much ice cream as you want. They'll give you snacks while you're there, um, and then they'll give you a fifty dollar gift card. Nice. Um, but it just it just sort of preyed on me for for that two years before I went back and I'd never stayed at a deluxe and on that particular trip I had a a, a short stay at the Grand Floridian but I felt horrifically uncomfortable because I'm Scottish scum like I don't belong I, I, to be like to Grand be fair Floridian. Dougie we only a few episodes ago we were talking about how all of us have had an experience of the Grand Floridian and it's exactly the same as yours just just constantly feel i shouldn't be in this place i i i, I gotta i gotta say something different there because i i don't and and do you know the reason oh, you wear a tuxedo in there <laughs> no no i didn't right and the reason why is because we're we're british right if, if you've ever been in like claridges or the ritz or the savoy that's a proper you know upper crust hotel you go to the grand floridian and yeah okay it's very nice it's very posh but people are walking about in shorts and t-shirts and flip-flops and things like that it's not it's not british posh so i i refuse to feel uncomfortable in there i just don't i'm on holiday i don't give a damn damn about i'm from i play play into my uh I, i play into my smug and arrogant persona by just going in and going Jeez, the luggage. By the way, you say you play into it as if it isn't just your standard. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm with um, 
Nick and, and Dougie on this one. I I don't feel comfortable in the hotel at all. No. I only went for breakfast and it was, I just felt the eyes burning on me. Like if I wanted to be judged like that, I'd go and speak to my mum. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's not happening. No, I don't, um, I, I don't feel inferior. However, I will admit to feeling superior. So when I go in there for a character breakfast, right? Go to 1900 Park Fair at the Grand Floridian, and I haven't stayed there. I've never stayed at the Grand Floridian. I usually, I'm usually staying at All Star Movies, but we've gone there for character breakfast a few times. But then when you got on the Grand Floridian monorail to go into the Magic Kingdom, and everybody watches you come on the monorail, I, I try and act like, oh yes, I'm just here for three weeks at the Grand Floor, you yeah. know, <laughs> where I've actually only gone there for a bagel and a, a, a plate of porridge. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, don't go for the breakfast lasagna. Um, so, so Dougie, so so when you had when you went for this uh, talk that they do, you, your plan wasn't at all. This is something that I want to do. So when I went back in 2015, having stayed at the Grand, and like I say, I wasn't particularly comfortable in the Grand, but I liked staying at a monorail resort. I liked being that close mm-hmm. to Magic Kingdom. Yeah, um, I would never have considered. The contemporary, because I think it's disgusting. But Polly or Grand, I would have been happy with. Polly was available. I went in. The woman clocked that I was fat and gave me a packet of crisps. And I think, to be honest... <laughs> as well as the ice cream in the fast passes. As well as the ice cream in the fast passes. So I think... To be, I'm going. to be fair, at that point, I was... I, that was it. Like, I was powerless. Yeah, but, Dougie, yeah. like, so, but I, we... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just pick you up on there, because... Like, they'd have given you a packet of Lay's, right? Well, no, it wasn't crisps. I just can't remember what they're called. It was some sort of portion-packed snack, and I was very excited about oh, it. Okay. But would you, would you say it was hard crisps. sell, Dougie? Would you say it was the hard sell? I mean, did they push you, or did you...? No. Both times that I went, I've, I, mean, I, know, I know people that have gone that felt very sort of pressured and stuff, but both times that I went, I felt like they were they were very chilled. They were just showing me the information, mm. and whether or not I bought it didn't matter at all. Yeah, mm. yeah, that was certainly my my impression. I mean, I did I did some stuff on the phone. Um, when we were, do you really want to admit that? that on the yeah. podcast? <laughs> um, I meant DVC, but okay. <laughs> You know, this it depends is where Paul where Dolan has got an OnlyFans. Depends <laughs> where your minds go, you know. Maybe that's why I feel comfortable at the grand floor, right? Uh, <laughs> so this was never offered to me at one of those DPC booths. <laughs> <laughs> well, he offered me a packet of crisps, but I thought I'm not having that. I want more than that. So uh, I, I didn't. I didn't feel pressurized. I thought they were. You, you kind of get the impression that this stuff sells anyway. You know, they they. They don't. They don't. They want to differentiate differentiate themselves from the traditional timeshare, and they they never call it a timeshare, do they? Like no. there's two hundred twenty thousand members. You know, hmm. I don't know. You know, I don't know much about timeshares, right? But yeah. you know, to to have two hundred twenty thousand people belonging to one such scheme yeah. by Disney, you know, I was I was surprised reading that statistic that it was so many you you don't yeah. in a way think there could be that many because there's not that many results which just shows how it yeah. kind of works and, and everything like that well i mean 15 resorts and more more on the way you know it's um it's obviously been highly successful 
So what what made you pull the trigger, Daggy? I, I, I mean, I, I, as well as the ice cream and the crisps, obviously. But what was it that you, at that point, you were like, you know what? you know it's a sizable investment obviously i don't know how much you uh you pay for your dvc and whether you tell us or not that's up to you but what was it that made you go this is what i want to do it's just i i had made my mind up at that point i was going to be back every couple of years um and for what i was paying at the time for hotels i did i did lots of bad maths uh, and wound up at the fact that, like, I can continue to basically pay the same and stay at value if I want. That doesn't work for everyone. Depends on like your your when you go on holiday and all kinds of things. Yeah. Um. But for me, it just happened to work out that I'd probably be paying about the same. Mm. Um. You know, so the dining plan was mentioned. I like a free dining, but also that's. I mean, I eat a lot, but that's not how I eat. I don't. I don't want dessert all the time i mean i don't, I don't yeah. really have much of a sweet tooth i want starters so i just end up paying loads more money anyway and they're like oh you'll get discount on your dining though with dvc it just there's lots that you have to look at to see if it works for you and it worked it worked for me yeah and but Tucky, the was, only reason why you're not interested in dessert is because you had all that bloody ice cream at the uh at the sales pitch didn't you yeah i mean it's free mm-hmm. so <laughs> You take. I mean, I'm from I'm from Aberdeen. You take it if it's free. Absolutely. And I mean, like, I know this isn't probably the the game you should play, but I'm I'm guessing that the next time you go to Disney, whenever your next trip is planned, there's nothing stopping you going for another DVC meeting. Nope, nothing at all. And I'll be back. There you go. Yeah. Free ice cream <laughs> and a free gift card. Why not? Um, but. It, it just worked for me. And the the benefit that you have if you're, I'll say a benefit, it might be a very dangerous thing. Um, certainly was for me because, like, they will not run a credit check on you if you're from the UK. Mm. Yeah. If, you're, if you're there purchasing it, they will just not run a credit check on you. If you yeah. are, if you buy it from the UK, you have to finance it yourself. Yeah. Um, which is a better option because you'll get a better interest rate and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're just, if, if you're a US citizen, they will run credit checks. They will make sure you can afford it. If yeah. you're from the UK or anywhere outside the US, they will just hand you a contract. Yeah. Um, and as I say, I'm very easily led. So when yeah. they made it so easy for me to sign up, I was just kind of, yeah, yeah, where, where do I sign? Here's my money. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. And so when you say, um, you know, you can do it there or you can finance in the UK. Is that like just going to your bank and saying, I need a loan for X amount? Is that yes. is that how you do it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's it's um, like anything else, isn't it? I mean, it's it's up to you, you know, there's, there's lots of different ways to pay for stuff. So but you can you can finance it directly through Disney, but I think the rates are, are pretty high. Oh, they're horrendous. No, it's not the cheapest way to do it. They are horrendous um but yeah you can you know you can pay cash you can you can get another loan so long as you can pay for it they don't care really and so i mean i know obviously the price has varied over the years and obviously the amount of points that you buy but i know 
um, one of the more recent, I don't think it's the most recent one, but I did see a figure of around £18,000. Well, let's let's come back to that. I've, okay. I've got, I've got okay, some ahead. examples. That's all right. That's okay. Uh, just to just to finish off where we, where we were a minute ago, though, yeah. um, we talked about the home resort. You can buy multiple contracts, right? And you can have multiple home resorts if you've got the funds. Yeah. Um, so, so if you want more than one home resort, you can have it, either buy it direct from Disney or buy it resale. But Dougie, I think this is, I think I'm right in saying this is if you want to book in the 11 month window, you can only use points for that home resort. So let me explain what I mean by that. Let's say you've got two home resorts. You've got 200 points at the Animal Kingdom and 200 points at uh, the Poly and you want to book 11 months out and you need 400 points. You can't use your points from the Animal Kingdom to use, to spend 400 points at the Poly. Yeah, you're right. The, the contracts are totally separate. And yeah. You can't transfer points between them. But I think you can at the seven-month window. I think you can use, you can pull your points at the seven-month window. That sounds I probably believe. correct. I've right. never I've never tried it. I've been quite happy at the point. But not, yeah, but not at the 11-month window, right? Now, we'll, we'll get into, if you need more points, there are ways that you can get more points. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. So just moving on to costs. Hang on, Sorry. before we do. Yeah, go. Sorry, just because I didn't, I didn't go for it. So yep. just wanted to talk about Craig's experience, which doesn't actually sound that dissimilar, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think this was back in twenty, yeah, it was twenty seventeen. So he said, um, when we went to look at the DVC, they picked us up in two minivans from the beach club, took us directly to the visitor centre. We were treated to breakfast, and the kids went into the kids club. We then had our meeting. Quite frankly, <laughs> we should have signed in that day. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're looking to spend about 10k on the Disney portion of the next trip in, in 2023. Yeah. Um, upon leaving, you leave via an ice cream parlor and cast members on hand to give you gift cards, $100 or $200 per family. And each family member got free, any ride, anytime fast passes, and then they dropped us off wherever we wanted to go. Mm. And we went directly to Magic Kingdom. Honestly, if you have a free morning, it is worth the, the free grub and the Christmas decorations we was able to buy with the gift cards. Um, and then he said, will I do it now? Yes, actually, I very much would. And it was a Polynesian that they were offered. They took us into a warehouse, full uh, full life-size reconstructions of the accommodation, and we got to tour them. It was amazing. Um, and he was offered that at 17 grand. And I think when, I'm pretty sure when they, and they, it wasn't a hard sell either for him, but what they were saying was like, well, when are you coming back? Mm. And they said, well, we're, you know, we're already planning to come back in, in yeah. two years' time. And they said, you know, if you do it today, we can we can guarantee we mm. will get you back uh, in, in two years' time. You know, yeah. and it, he was a big party then, wasn't he? I think there was... Yeah, yeah there was 17 uh, of them, wasn't there? I don't there was 17. Oh, was that? Oh, no, that was, I think it might that been, was before that, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it yeah. might be about 12 or something. Yeah. Maybe a little bit smaller. But, I mean, there was a lot of them. Um, yeah. But they said, you know, book today we'll get you mm-hmm. DVC set up, we'll get you back in two years' time. So yeah. I think he's kicked himself ever since. And I think the problem is, mm-hmm. um, and and I suppose, Dougie, you had a little bit of this when you did that in 2013, is you've left it the time and then you've gone back. And if you'd have done it in 2013, when you'd have gone back that time, you'd have already had your DVC and you'd have already been using it. Yeah. Whilst what you did is you ended up going back for another holiday and then pulling the trigger that time yeah but you know yeah um however i'm quite glad i did it the way i did it in the end because i can't remember what was available at the time but it wasn't great the first time that i went 
Mm. Um, then it'll be more expensive. The prices go up every year. Um, his price for the poly wasn't bad, and I'd be curious to know how many points that was for, because mm. I I am twenty two thousand dollars all in for um, one hundred and forty five points a year. Hundred forty five. Yeah, that seems to be. A pretty good number, depending on where you want to go and where you want to stay. For a for a studio, that seems to be a hundred and fifty points ish. Seems to be a good number. Okay, so I wanted to move on now to what does it cost, but I wanted to touch on something that Dougie said earlier. You know, you got to think about how many points you need before you know what it costs. So Craig's saying seventeen grand, but but what does that get you? And you want you want enough points, but you don't really want more than you need due to the cost. So it is important to do your research and it's important to really ask yourself, you know, how often do you think you're going to vacation and for how long and what time of the year and then what size accommodation do you need? Um, but one of the things that is worth bringing in at this point, uh, because you, you're thinking about how many points you might need, is that uh, the scheme does allow you to bank and borrow points to combine them. So if you buy a certain number of points, let's say you buy 100 points, 100 point contract, that means you get 100 points every year. But you can actually uh, bank your points from this year so that next year you've got 200 points or you can actually borrow points from the year after, which means you could actually have 300 points. So the most that you can have at any one time is three years worth of points. That's right, isn't it, Dougie? Yeah. Um, there's also another couple of options, but I'm sure you'll I'm sure you'll come to that later on. Yeah. So so say you go every two years and you go for two weeks in July and you think you're going to stay in a studio, right? Looking at Copper Creek, a studio in July will cost you 121 points for a week, right? So so if you're going to go for two weeks, you're going to need 242 points. But if you're only going to go every second year, then really you only need um, you can combine up to three years points together if you want to, um, but you really only need a contract of about 121 points, right? Um, you could round it up and give yourself 150 points um, just in case at some point you decide to go uh, at a more expensive time of the year or you want to you wanna up the accommodation level to say a one-bed villa. Um, but, but that's the sort of thinking that you should be doing really, if you're going to go every other year, you want enough points to get you the accommodation you want every other year. Um, so DVC is currently selling Riviera, Copper Creek and Alani. Riviera right now is $201 per point. Copper Creek is $220 a point. So there is differences between the different resorts, right? Um, so Riviera points are actually cheaper to buy right now, but $19 per point cheaper. Um, there's some closing costs, there's some admin fees, but for 150 points right now, Riviera would cost you almost $29,000 and Copper Creek is going to cost you nearly $32,000. Okay, so that's yeah. that's the sort of cost you're looking at for, for those resorts if you buy direct from Disney. But what you've also got to factor in is for each point you buy, uh, there's a yearly maintenance due um, to, to maintain the resorts. And for 2021, for Riviera, 
it's eight dollars, nearly eight dollars forty, eight dollars thirty eight per point. And for Copper Creek it's seven dollars fifty nine a point. So if you if you buy hundred and fifty points, um the maintenance dues for Riviera are gonna be one thousand two hundred and fifty seven dollars a year. And at Copper Creek it's gonna be one thousand one hundred and thirty eight thousand dollars. So Copper Creek is actually cheaper on the maintenance dues than than Riviera. So they kinda they kinda switch a little bit. Now the maintenance dues do go up over time. Um so although you've bought your points and your points are fixed, you you spent your twenty thousand dollars or thirty thousand dollars, whatever it is, and you've got your points and that doesn't change over time, the maintenance dues do go up over time. Okay. So you know, it depends how complicated you want to get. I'm keeping it simple. I'm not going to worry about the value of money in the future. Um, but what I did do was just take the cost of the points and the maintenance dues, split them over 50 years and see what would that be. So at Riviera Resort, it would be $1,800 per year. And at uh, Copper Creek, it would be $1,773. So $1,700, $1,800 a year is is what that would cost you between buying the points initially and spreading the cost and then and then the maintenance costs. So you can start to use figures like that then and, and look at that versus what you would normally spend on a on a Disney resort, just paying cash to Disney and, and start to see if it if it makes sense for you. Yeah, because so if we say it's 145 points you were saying just then. I'm getting all my numbers confused. Well, Doug Eats got 145 points. I, I was going on 150 points, so okay. pretty similar. Yeah. So, so how many? So, 150 points would get me how many nights of a Disney stay? So that would get you two weeks in a studio every other year. Okay. With a little bit left over, actually, you'd have a few points left over. Okay. So what you're saying is, let let just very simple. Mm-hmm. Like, let's say that the cost of that result if i was buying it now would be about eight grand for a two-week trip it's very possible well okay i i've got a comparison okay so it's a different i I used old key west for a diff for a comparison versus um you know paying cash versus dvc versus just going out and renting the points we'll come to that a little bit later but but typically and again, remember, we're talking about a deluxe resort, right? So mm. later on, we'll talk about, you know, when does, does does DVC make sense and when doesn't it make sense? But basically, if you're somebody that likes the value resorts and you're happy with the value resort, then DVC might not make sense for you, right? Because mm-hmm. you're into, you're already into about $1,800 a year every year, right? Yeah. So so if you go every other year, you're now up at sort of 3000 Eight hundred dollars for two every two years, mm. right? And you could probably get a value resort for that. So yeah. it really does make sense, I think, if you're the kind of person that stays in a deluxe resort anyway. If you go and spend time at you know big, big two weeks at the Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge or you know something like that, then it it starts to make sense over time. Yeah, got you. Yeah, right. But I think the important thing is really think about, and, and Dougie said it spontaneously without any sort of messing for me, but think about how often you're going to go, how long are you going to go for, where do you normally stay, 
So what level of accommodation do you do you need, you know? Also the the kind of key factors I think when you're thinking about if DVC makes sense for you. Yeah. I mean the the way I look I mean I I've, I've just checked there for what I am. Mm. So September I think we've said is one of the lowest points times to go at. Yeah. Um and I can get five people in that room for whatever that ends up costing me a year. Mm-hmm. Um whereas to rent to to just book that room for next September for the same dates, I would be just shy of eight grand. Yeah. Um and that puts me in a very good position because if I want to go with friends, I can be like, look, give me some money. Mm-hmm. Um and we'll go. It'll be way cheaper for you. I'll get some extra money. Yeah. Um, and we'll all have we'll all have a billet for two weeks. It is, yeah. and it works out for everyone. Um, I've done that before. I know, and I don't, I don't like people, but I needed the money. <laughs> and it's just that that works for the way that I do my trips. Yeah. Um, when you're talking about how many points to buy, and I, I said this, I'm sure you, you'll you'll come to it, but there's a lot of things to consider. Yeah. Um, slight variations in points and when you would want to go. But I I overbought because mm-hmm. what I do almost every year is sell surplus. Yeah. Um, and that covers my dues. Yeah. And when you say sell, you mean rent them out. Yeah. But I mean you sell them to like a reseller who rents them out for you. Oh no, I, I'll do it directly. Um oh, okay. there are because those the, the, the resellers, etc. And and I'll just say this, people mm-hmm. should not be booking through them. Mm-hmm. Um the the amount they are adding on makes it not worthwhile you're far cheaper going on to dvc forums mm-hmm. um where you'll find them from the the, the owners yeah. directly that's yeah. what i do um, and it's fairly safe mm-hmm. um well i've never messed anyone around because i want to keep selling points yeah. um but if you are a dvc member looking for other for mm-hmm. extra points yeah um, disney have now put it in place where if i have someone else who has the poly selling mm-hmm. points i can buy them from them and they can transfer them to me yeah so i'm yeah. not reliant on them yeah for looking after my trip so there's like my dues cost me nothing really mm. because i'm selling surplus yeah um, and that's the way that i would encourage other people to do it that yeah. sounds it sounds smart because i know when um craig had kevin Curtis selling on to morlando mm. And he was talking about reselling some of his points, which, uh, because, you know, obviously because of the pandemic, not being able to go and, and everything. So he said, you know, basically I've I've covered the cost of my dues plus made some money on top. Now, I don't yeah. know, I can't remember now if he said that he did them for a resell or if he sold them direct, but regardless, you know, well, he, he, he wasn't out of pocket. Yeah, even so, from what I've seen, I mean, if you, if you go through a reseller, Typically, you can get, I think, about $14 per point, right? Now, the Jews aren't anything like that. The Jews are about $7 or $8 per point. So you can you can more than cover your monthly Jews, even if you've gone through a reseller. And then, as Dougie said, if you can do it direct, you could probably make a little bit more than that. You know, I sell I sell my... I, I go under what everyone else does, because I'm not a greedy man mm-hmm. um, when it comes to money. Mm-hmm. Um, I sell mine at nine quid a point. They get a cracking deal to stay yeah. at a deluxe resort, and I cover my dues. I'm a happy boy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that sounds good. One, one thing, one last thing on the cost piece. Um, we touched on finance. I mean, 
the figures that I gave there don't include any any cost of finance. So if you are going to finance your DVC purchase, you really need to think about, you know, what you're paying because <clears throat> that could that could wipe out the benefit really. Um, so you have got to think about any sort of interest that you're you're paying on a loan or whatever. Okay. Um, so who's DVC right for? Well, I think you know from a from an economic perspective, I don't think it will make sense for some people, but um, we've talked about some of the things that you should consider, you know, the party size, the resort level that you prefer, how often you're going to visit. Um, I think, I, I don't know if you would agree with this, Dougie, but I mean, unless you're renting out your points, I think if you're going to use it for yourself, I think you need to be gone at least every three years, you know, and, and more than more often is better. I think if you're gone less often than every three years it starts to get a bit a bit questionable i would say i mean then you you would end up selling a whole year's worth of points at some point yeah. and that that does not make sense no you, you no. won't you won't recoup dues and what you've paid for a year that's right yeah um, so i mean you know every year definitely every other year probably every three years yeah could be more you know less often than that and yeah probably not um i think it also benefits if you if you tend to be a, a planner and book your holidays further out 11 months out great even seven months out okay i think if you're somebody that leaves it to the last minute then i'm not sure that dvc is is going to work for you um and quite I, think a, I think it's a bit tougher sorry Go ahead. I don't mean to. No, um, no, go ahead. I think what, what I should say is that like the seven month thing is designed to work for Americans who don't go for two weeks at a time. Um, yeah. You'll get your four or five nights out of it. That maybe they're like a lot more of them are looking for that than mm -hmm. people from abroad going over, right? So yeah, um, it works for them. But if yeah. you're if you're from outside the US looking at it, yeah, um, you need to, as you said, just decide that that's your resort and just mm -hmm. accept. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think you've got to think about, you know, what what you might want to do in the future as well. It's kind of tough to anticipate that, but I think one of the things is true, certainly is true for us, is, you know, we started at the value resorts and then because of free dining, we got a taste to the moderates. And I'm not saying we, we wouldn't go back to the values. We actually have done that. Um, but I think people, if they go regularly, they tend to do naturally trade up, I think. And then DVC starts to make more sense if you if you you know are starting to think about more of the kind of deluxe type resorts like Animal Kingdom Lodge or Wilderness Lodge or, or those kind of things. Um, and then there's a whole kind of psychological thing I think about there's a lot of people who are in it because they they want to own a piece of the magic and be in the club and you know stay within the Disney bubble. Um, but from a practical point of view, if you do want to stay in the Disney bubble. And you know you've got you go in a group or you've got kids or whatever, then DVC is probably the option that gives you more space. Um, otherwise, you're talking about multiple joining rooms or something like that, which that which gets really expensive really quickly as well. So it is a way to get you more space. Um, there is also, and I know Dougie, you've mentioned it about the the discounts on dining and stuff. But if you're like mm. me and Ryan and buy fifteen hundred spirit jerseys, like the discount on mm. stuff like that, especially if you've got a family with kids that'll want 
costumes and toys and all that kind of stuff like surely you kind of have to factor having 50 years worth of a discount off all in any merchandise surely you kind of have to factor that in as well if you are somebody that tends to buy merchandise yeah but what's the and i don't know if anyone else knows this, but what's the difference in the discount with dvc compared to say the the highest tier annual pass mm. well you get you you get a discount on your annual pass being a dvc member and yeah, then, no, sorry, I meant I meant on like merchandise. Yeah, but then obviously you get you get a mer- an annual pass merchandise discount, but you get a DVC merchandise discount as well. Well, you um, double up. I think that no, no, you don't double up. No. So um you get you get the same. It's it started as a standard 10, and then after I bought it went up to 20. Um so there's not a huge difference in discount they will sometimes run dvc specials Hmm. um i've seen it go to 30 40 um while i've been there which are dangerous dangerous days Hmm. very much um but i said you get the annual pass um discount which is why i have a temptation to start working it so that i will go two years in a row and take longer gaps either side right um because you only have the option of the platinum pass that's that's the the only option you've got but i looked at this today entirely just because i was curious nothing to do with this and um for the annual pass after the tax um is one thousand two hundred and seventy two dollars and the dvc discount takes it down to about 950 it's a fair whack mm-hmm. um so if you are looking at like two trips in a row more because i know i have plenty of friends that are dvc that go from the uk multiple times a year um that's that that can be significant saving buying the 14-day ticket over and over yeah yeah that's a good show and they have done a few sort of i don't think they've done one recently but they've done a couple of big discounts haven't they on annual passes um can't remember what they called them now they had a they had a name for it but they did like a kind of 40 percent off the annual pass a couple of times it's been a few years since they did that i think um but yeah i think uh there are there are other benefits and we'll talk about some of those as we go through this as well uh we talked about banking and borrowing um and renting out your points so there's some flexibility uh, in the scheme, uh, I think your holiday costs are more predictable. Um, it's retained its its value well. I mean, if you look at like Old Key West, I think it initially it went when it sold back in '91, it was gone for something like fifty dollars a point. Um, even even now on resale, it's it's somewhere between one hundred and five and one hundred and fifteen dollars, even though there's only twenty one years left on it. So. If you bought back then, you could still sell what's left of your contract for more than you paid for it. And I don't think there are many timeshares that you can say that about. Um, so, you know, there is some some level of, of comfort in that. And part of that is because Disney's actually got a right of first refusal on any contracts that are, that are sold. So... If, if somebody puts the contract up for sale, Disney has actually got the option to buy that contract back themselves rather than let it go to somebody else. 
And they will do that if they see that it's being sold for what they consider to be too low a price. So Disney themselves actually help keep the value up of the resales. And you've, you've never thought about adding more points, Doogie, through resale or anything I like that? Or do you think you've got enough for what you need? I think that one day I do intend on buying more. Hmm. Um, because I would like to have the two weeks every year, if at all possible. Yeah. Um, but I think... I think unless you're someone who always has an annual pass, you want your first one to be directly through Disney because mm. if you buy resale, yeah. then you, you don't get a lot of the benefits. That's right. Yeah. Um, I think you, you don't get your, your blue card, which is the one that gets you the dining discounts, the merch yep. discounts, all kinds of things. Yeah. I think you are also locked now into that resort. Yeah. yeah. So, Let's come back to that because that was the change that happened with Riviera back in 2019, which is quite a significant change. So I did want to, I did want to focus on that. So you talked about the membership perks. I mean, we've we've touched on some of them. You get discounts for annual passes, dining and merchandise. Um, you also get free parking, I believe, at the resorts. Mm -hmm. Whereas you know everybody else is is paying for that now. So I mean. That's like $24 a night or $26 a night, something like that. Uh, I think you get access to the Top of the World Lounge at Bay Lake Tower. My favourite thing about DVC. Yeah, even if you're not staying in Bay Lake Tower, but I believe you've got to be using your points and staying on your DVC membership. Is that right? Well, technically. But or are I they flexible? Been, I have been many times when, yeah. when I've not been. And I've still got in. Yeah. It, it depends on how many people are wanting up there. Um, and they're ne it never seems to be very busy. Mm -hmm. um, I've never had an issue getting up there. It doesn't matter where I've been. Yeah. And I think they've got a few other little things like pins. They have pins and events and things like that. I think there's one, is there one night of the year where they actually block out the Magic Kingdom for DVC members? Is it Moonlight Magic? Is that... they, they do it at every park once a year. Once a no, year. Tw twice a year. Twice the, a year. Okay. Um, they'll also have one of the water parks. Mm -hmm. uh, once, once a year. Yeah. And um, you have to pay for them, but there's there's member exclusive cruises. Although I can't imagine how awful that would be. Yeah, I stuck in a boat with smug DVC owners. Just yeah. Everything. Ryan, you'd love it. Yeah. That'd be great, uh, wouldn't it? Isn't there an Epcot lounge as well? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's the only place in Disney where you get free anything. Right. They're throwing well, Unless you go to the DVC sales pitch. Yeah, well, there's that. Those, those are your two things. <laughs> but they'll just throw free snacks at you. There's free drinks. It's great. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's important to note, though, that these perks aren't contractual, and Disney has changed some of these over time and could do in the future. So I don't think any of them are guaranteed. I think there would be a hell of a hoo-ha if they tried to take some of them away, but um, it's just important to, to say that, that they aren't contractual, I don't believe in any way. And, and they did actually, as Doogie said, over, over time, they've made a number of changes. And if you buy resale, um, you, you don't 
don't get that blue card, so you don't get, um, you know, the annual pass discounts and the dining discounts and all of that. And then with Riviera, they made another change. And, and basically what they said is, if you buy Riviera and then you sell the contract, so if you buy Riviera, you've got the same flexibility as anybody else. You can use your Riviera points at 11 months for the Riviera resort or at seven months for any other resort. However, if you sell that contract that you bought from Disney and somebody else buys it, they can only stay at Riviera. They can't, or, or any future resorts that are built, they can't stay in any of the 14 resorts that have already been built. So that's a pretty big deal right now because Disney's only selling Riviera, Copper Creek and Alani. So if you're buying Riviera, hmm, that's something to think about. It's... Um... They also now have the minimum point purchase for any any benefit. Yeah, 125 is, is it? 125. I think it started when I when I joined. You could buy one point and then buy resale, and you'd have your card and everything. Right. Um, and then I think they made it 75, then very quickly 100. Yeah. And it's 125. Yeah. If you are already a member, you'll be grandfathered in and if, yep. you, if you have under that amount of points. But um, yeah. Yeah. They're really wanting you to. Yeah. So if you, one strategy, I know that a lot of people have done is they, they'll buy the minimum from Disney. So now it's 125 and then they'll top that up with resale. Uh, because once you've got it, you've got it. So you can, so long as you've got it direct from Disney, you've got your 125 points, you get your blue card and you get all the perks. You can then add resale points to that if you need more points. Um, but yeah. Disney have been creeping the bar up on that one over time. Okay, so um, some of the cons or some of the things that people might put people off, you know, obviously if you're if you're a values person, then DVC might not be for you uh, due to the costs. And maybe also you don't need the facilities that you get at a DVC resort because it does have things like laundry facilities and kitchens and things like that, that, that maybe you don't need if you just do the theme park commando thing. Uh, also, the housekeeping is a bit different. Um, you don't get daily, your daily beds made and towels changed and all of that. I think they do a trash and towel service every four days, is it, Dougie? They come in and take away, empty the bins and give you new towels? Yes, but anytime you want them, you just have to ask. Right, mm. and, and you can always get new towels by the pool. Yes, yeah. Towels are available. I think if you stay more than seven nights, you do get a full service um, during that seven-night stay. I think it's normally done around the third or the fourth stay, fourth, fourth day of the stay. Um, obviously, advanced planning. You know, if you can't plan ahead, then DVC might not be for you. At certain times of the year, uh, DVC resorts can be pretty popular, especially Christmas and things like that. Um, and uh, we've talked about the, the the Riviera Resort, and and one one kind of option is if you if you're not sure whether DVC is right for you, you can always you can always rent points, as we've talked about, and give it a try and just see if you like the resorts and see if it works for you and. Uh, use that as a kind of as a kind of trial run. Um, okay. I had a few other kind of 
things um when you when you buy a contract from from disney they talk about the use year and i think it's a slightly confusing term really but the use year is is the month that your points renew and that's fixed for your contract and disney has it uses eight months of the 12 so february march april june august september october and december your use year can be any one of those. So if you get a 200 point contract with a June use year, it means that every June your points, your 200 points renew. Um, and that's, that doesn't really matter too much, I don't think, except that if you're going to go at the same time of the year every year, it, it's, I think it's important. Dougie, you can tell me how it works for you. Um, you want to try and get, use that 11 month window to maximum advantage so you really want a use year which is around the time that you would normally go on holiday so if you normally go in july you probably want a july use year so that you can book and then if you do have to cancel then you've still got time to either cancel or or bank your points because i think you can only bank your points in the last before the last four months of your use year does that make sense to you what i'm saying I've always been able to back my point to any time. Um, but. And what's, what's your use year? I'm in April. I April. normally go, I normally go September. Okay. Um, it's always worked out fine for me. There's never, yeah. I've never had a use year issue unless I've been selling points. Uh-huh. Um, and people want to go funny times a year. Yeah. Um, but that, that only really arose as an issue. I'd sold some points the year before last. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, people weren't able to go. Yeah. Um, but Disney were a bit more accommodating then. Um, but no, like I've, I've, I've never really had a use year issue crop up. So I can't really mm-hmm. talk too much on that. It's always been very easy. Yeah. Okay. The general, I think, the general consensus seems to be: if you if you go at the same time every year, try and try and get a use year that coincides with that, because because it then gives you the option if you did have to cancel, you've still got time. Because I think I don't know how flexible they are, but I think the rules say that you can't bank in the last four months of your use year, so you can run out of time. Um, and Disney could say, right, you've you've lost those points if you if you didn't bank them. Um, technically, no, they may be flexible on that. Uh, I don't know. Um, I think the other thing is, I mean, we talked about walking a reservation, but you can also uh, be put on a wait list if you can't actually get the accommodation you're looking for or the dates that you're looking for, and I think you can have, you can actually have a, you can make a backup reservation and you, you can have up to two wait list options going at any time as well. Um, and I think very often later in the day, things do become available because there's a, there's a 30 day cancellation deadline. I think as people get near that deadline, they, if they don't want that resort, they'll cancel it and take the points back or use them for something else. So, um, I think it's good to know that there are, if you can't first time get the accommodation that you're looking for or the dates that you're looking for, there is a wait list option as well. guess you haven't used that then. It doesn't sound like you've had too many problems booking, Dougie. I've never had an issue at an 11 month window. That's good. Um, I think it's, I think, I think if you know what you're doing 11 months out, yeah. I don't know. I feel people coming from Europe in the UK probably do. 
Yeah. Um, then it's generally been fine. Yeah. I mean, there's not really been an issue with anything like that. Yeah. But if you don't make a booking, you can cancel it. But if you if you cancel it more than 30 days out, then the points just go back into your account. But if it's less than 30 days, you can still cancel, but you've only got a two-month window to rebook then, or you lose the points. Um, also, a big thing over the last year was the fact that if you have borrowed points from your next year yeah. um, to make a booking, then those points now belong to the year you originally tried to book for. Yeah. And you can't rebank them. No. So if I borrow from 2022 into 2021, they're there for 2021 now. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. And I think that's the same for, for banked points as well. Once you bank your points, they're banked. You can't you can't then change your mind and try and unbank them. If you suddenly yeah. decide, oh, we're going to go, I want those points. If you bank or borrow, you can do it once, but it, but then it's done. That's it. Again, they made, they made exceptions to that last year. Hmm. Um, but that'll be the last they do that, I'm quite sure, because it seems to have caused them some problems. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you can, we also talked about, you know, you can use your DVC points for other non-DVC resorts. So you can use it for a regular hotel room at, say, Port Orleans. Um, you can, you can, trade them in a, a timeshare system called the RCI system. You can use them for Disney cruises or adventure by Disney holidays. But everything I've seen and heard is that that's a terrible use of points. That those, that what you get charged in terms of points for those things is is not good value. Um, and that you really want to use your DVC points for staying at a DVC resort. Yes, now I had, I had something up for that because you'd mm -hmm. said that it's closed itself now. Right. Um, but I I remember looking before it just out of pure curiosity, what would it cost to stay mm. at XYZ? Um and for something like Art of Animation, yeah. I would have to use more than two years worth of points to get like five days there. Yeah. Um it's not it's not it's not no. for money at all. That's crazy, isn't it, really? Don't know why they do that really, but I guess they, they want to make cash on those other resorts. It must be there must be some kind of logic to that. But it seems it seems yeah, it doesn't seem like a good use of the points. And I think Disney, if you're slightly short of points, I think Disney will actually rent you up to twenty four points. Um, only only the seven month window. Only the seven month window. Okay, no, they no the eleven month window. No, it has to be the okay. seven month, or they just won't entertain you at all. That's all right. Okay. They don't was... want your money. Yeah, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> You've been eating too much of their free ice cream. That's obviously got something <laughs> in it. <laughs> and and one of the other things, have you ever added um, dining? Because you can add dining plans to your DVC booking, can you? Yes, you it's just that? it's just full whack. You got to pay um, up front, yeah. You got to pay when you book yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, which um, as I've said, you have to you have to really figure out how you how you eat yeah um because you, you will get a disney vacation club discount at most um table service restaurants yeah up to I used to use my mouth well um, that's that's sorry. the conventional way all right yeah. you know if you want to be boring that's all right you can do that but uh yeah i think 
I think it's not for everybody the dining plan, but just to know that if you like the dining plan, you can actually add it to a DVC resort uh, booking. Um, but as Dougie says, you, you, once you make the booking, you've got to pay up front for it. And everybody in the room or in the accommodation uh, needs to be getting the same dining plan. You can't just do it for some of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I found out as I went through this is at each resort, and this was just like a fun fact, at each resort, the maximum number of points you can own at each resort is actually 4,000 points, which is a hell of a lot of points. And the maximum number of points you can own in total is 8,000 points. And apparently some people do have 8,000 points, but I, think, I guess it's got to be some kind of oil shake or something like that. Because I must tried be to... like exclusively staying in the poly bungalows or something stupid like that for that volume of points. Well, I looked at the points chart just to see for a laugh, just see what it would be, what you would get for it. And for 4,000 points, right? So the maximum you could have at any one resort, you could have an Animal Kingdom Lodge Grand Villa at Christmas, so the, the most expensive time of the year. And you could have that for just over four weeks, about four and a half weeks. Now, actually, it's not even technically possible because that Christmas window, that really expensive time, is only like just over a week, I think. So so actually, 4,000 points could get you a grand villa probably for all of December and half of January. And if you used it on a studio at the Animal Kingdom, it would be almost 40 weeks. So Jesus. pretty much, you know, most of the year really if you if you had 8000 points yeah you could you could just live there if if they would let you and Dougie, you can confirm if this one's true cuz this is to me this was the reason why i would buy dvc right this is the killer argument the absolute showstopper for me is it true that as a dvc member when you enter the parks and you present your magic band to the little mickey head thing it, it flashes purple uh, I think I think there's a variety of different colours, but oh, uh, even better. I mean, that's it. I'm sold. I'm sometimes point. You sometimes get special ones on the rides as well. It's very exciting. Letting ev <laughs> just letting everyone know that you're better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice touch. Nice touch. So moving on a little bit to a slightly shorter topic then. Re Resale, so buy and resale. So you can buy, you don't have to pay Disney's list prices. You can you can buy DVC through the secondary market just like you'd buy a house, and the savings can be pretty substantial. Um, so a minute ago I talked about Copper Creek, which is which is one of the new resorts. Disney are selling the points for two hundred and twenty dollars, but on the resale market, so even though it's a new resort, people are already selling their contracts. And on the resale market, you can get that for somewhere between 150 and 165 points. Um, so that's like a just over a 30% saving for a resort that's still almost brand new. It's got most of the contract left to go on it. So resale can be can be a big chunk of saving. And you can also make an offer on that. So if you see a contract, you, you can haggle a little bit, but you have got to watch out because Disney's got that right of first refusal. And if... If you go too low, then they could exercise that, and and if they if they exercise it, then there's no going back. You don't get a chance to make a counter offer. If Disney say we're having it, they have it, and it's done. 
Um, so that's one of the things about buying resale. It does take a lot longer because every contract has got to go through Disney for approval. And then you've got to wait with bated breath to see whether Disney are going to buy it back. And if they do, then you've got to start again, really. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, foreign buyers, some of them actually need to be physically present in the US. I don't think that's true for the UK. I think you can buy direct from the UK. I think it can all be done remotely. I'm assuming you did yours. Sounds like you did yours when you were there in person, though, Dougie. Oh, back then, nobody would have given me any money in the UK to buy anything. So, yeah, hmm. I was there in person. Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I did come across was that if you're a foreign seller, so let's say you 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 then do you decide to sell your contract, because you're a foreign seller, um, Disney don't tend to exercise right of first refusal on foreign sellers. They don't want to mess with the tax paperwork, and so that makes you a more desirable proposition for a for a US buyer. I've never been a desirable proposition. Well, you are now, mate. If, well, you are if you decide to sell your. Very contract. exciting. And if you go on, if you go on some of the resellers, they actually label it foreign seller because it is a it is a plus point um, to a US buyer. Obviously, um, another thing is if you buy resale, small contracts are very desirable and they go really quickly because people want you know they're more affordable and they can just top up their points. Um, but you cannot split a contract. So if you buy a two hundred point contract from Disney, you can't sell that at as two one hundred point contracts, for example. What you buy from Disney, that's what you've got. You can't, you can't mess with it. Um, so the pros really, it's a lot less expensive. Um, that's for sure. Um, you've got maybe more choice because you've got all the DVC resorts, whereas Disney right now are only selling, um, you know, three at the minute. Although I have heard that they do resell the contracts that they buy back. Um, and I think if you buy more than 125 points on Disney's resale, then I think you do get the perks. But oh, yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't I couldn't find that anywhere on their website, though. I, could, I don't know whether you've just got to phone them up and ask them what they've got or whatever, but I, I couldn't actually see it anywhere. Um, I think they will just, if you speak to them on the phone or if you're there, they yeah. will take a look for you if they've got anything in particular. But it's not put into like the general rotation. You have to right. ask, and yeah, they have to, ask, to look yeah. mm -hmm. because obviously their focus is on the new ones. Which yeah, are... sure, yeah. Um, so the cons, you know, obviously if you buy resale, you don't get the the member perks. Um, you've got a shorter contract duration. The buying process is significantly longer, with the risk that Disney's going to swipe the deal, and you've got to start again. And then specifically, you know, if you're buying Riviera on resale, you can't use those points to stay at the original 14 resorts. Um, but definitely, you know, something to think about. And you can mix and match. You could buy direct from Disney and then go to resale and, and add some points from resale and get the perks um, that way. Uh, talk to a little bit about renting points. You know, there's a, there's a number of places out there that have been renting them for a long time. Um, pretty re reputable. Uh, they got sort of good feedback. You know, Dave's Vacation Rentals is one that has been around for a long time. I think I would 
stick with one that's got a good reputation personally. And I think you got to check the cancellation conditions as well because it's it's a, a different kind of proposition. And from what I saw, typically you can rent points from about seventeen to twenty dollars per point. Um, so again, you know, it's worth doing the math to see whether renting points is a good option. I did I did a little comparison. This is a little bit of a rough calculation here, but. I looked at an old Key West studio for two weeks in August this year, right? Now, the only thing is I'm not quite sure how representative the the cash price from Disney is because of COVID and everything else, but it, it, looked, it looked in the sort of ballpark. And then I looked at, okay, imagine I'd bought old Key West right back at the beginning when it was $50 a point, right? So taking the $50, $50 a point, splitting it over the 50 years, and then adding on the maintenance fees, that would have, that would have, it would have cost me $1,721 if I'd bought originally. That's what the cost would have been to rent a studio for two weeks, right? $1,700, just over $1,700, which is a good, really good price for that. And then imagine I just went out today and I bought an old Key West resale contract for $100 a point. That still only works at $2,414 for the two weeks in August. The cash price from Disney is $5,400, right? So if you'd bought old Key West initially, you'd be getting the same thing for $1,700. Disney's charging you $5,400. So what's that, like three times the cost? And even if you bought resale today, it's still less than half the cost, 2,400 versus Disney's 5,400. Now, if you rented the points and say worst case, $20 a point is costing you, it's still only $3,680 to rent the points. So by my rough back of five packet calculations, renting the points is kind of, it's almost halfway between being a DVC member and paying the cash to Disney. So it's, it's definitely worth a look um no it might vary i mean you might get different numbers depending on what resort what time of the year whether it's a studio or a grand villa or a one bed or whatever but i think the pattern is fairly consistent i think dvc if if you're in it for the long term it's definitely a good buy um even in the short to medium term it can still be a good buy um but I think my summary was that you've really got to do your research and really got to think about what works for you as a holiday. There's a hell of a lot of information out there. I mean, there's a ton of stuff. The Diz has got a load of stuff. I don't know. What, what do you go on? Are you on the Diz or Diggy or, or are you on other other websites? Or well, I mean, I I, I I got myself into this just through closing my eyes and being ignorant, and I've just kind of tried to maintain that. Yeah. I don't... But like you said really you, you said you swap points or you sell out your points, things like that. So I just there's a there's a section on the dib. Mm -hmm, on the where, dib, okay. Where people can go on, you can sell points, you can prove that you're looking for points. Right. Um generally speaking, it seems to work really well. I've not yeah. heard of anyone getting in any bother, mm -hmm. um, having our trips cancelled or anything going wrong. Mm -hmm. Um it's 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 always worked out pretty great so yeah. um I, I really like that as a resource and that's mm -hmm. tends to be between like 
eight and nine pounds per point. That's pretty good. So I mean that that's probably what I mean. I, I've I've based this on twenty dollars a point. So if you're saying, let's say worst case nine dot nine pounds a point, then yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the current exchange rate? About one point three. One point. Well, it's twelve and a half. Twelve fifty. Okay, so say 12, 12 times 184. Okay, so $2,200, that old Key West studio would cost me then, which is which is pretty good. I mean, it's less than half what, what Disney's charging is. It's cheaper than, cheaper than renting the points through the resale, the resellers. That's a pretty good deal. So sign me up for next year, Dougie. I'm in. I love your points. I'm having them. Can't have them. I'm using them. Oh, come on. Hey, I'll give you £9.50. How's that? We've had a good show, guys. Like, and, I don't want it to end like this. And and they'll give you some ice cream. How about that? Free ice oh, cream. Iron brew ice cream and we're talking. You said you were a pushover, right? Uh, look, iron brew ice cream and we're talking. All right. It's, it's on its way. It's, it's done. <laughs> As if you can get iron brew ice cream where you are. <laughs> I'll find it. Don't worry. So we're we're definitely interested. I mean, we've been interested a number of times, but um, I think the next time we go, we will for sure at least rent points, and then uh, if not, actually do a deal before then. I'm not quite sure, but we're definitely um, we're definitely in the market. I think. Any of this tempt any of you guys? I mean, Ryan, you you like Animal Kingdom Lodge? Yeah, so I've, I have been tempted. I've been tempted for quite a few years, to be honest. But mm-hmm. it's if I'm being totally honest, it's going to be dependent on where Disney takes their deals in the next few years. Mm-hmm. If if it continues yeah. in, in the fashion that they're doing right now, then I'd be more tempted yeah. to go with DVC. Yeah, but yeah, you definitely. know, I mean, three has gone away for now. Yeah, if if that continues. Mm-hmm. Then I'd be more tempted if they keep it uh, or they bring it back. Yeah. Then I probably wouldn't, and that's why I haven't done it in the past because it's I've kind of worked it out. And it's it's a big it's a big financial decision. I've worked it out where I you know I I save a bit of money, I spend that money, mm-hmm. and then I kind of repeat that process. Um, but I, I know I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying Ryan about big financial decisions, but I mean if you if you thought about how much you spent on Starbucks in the last 12 months. That's probably DVC <laughs> membership. Yeah, I was thinking that. I was thinking one less pumpkin spite last day a day and you could have a couple hundred points, I think. That is very true. That is mm. very true. I mean, for me personally, I I can't see it being something that I it, it would be of interest to me just because I'm not going back every two years. I'm I'm not planning to. Um, I think if you if you were, I mean, there's lots of people listening to this. There's lots of people that I know that I'm kind of thinking, why are you not considering DVC? Yeah. Um, but for me, I just I don't I don't think it's 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 worthwhile. I think as well, if you're somebody, if you want to live in the Disney bubble, then I think it's a lot better than if you are somebody that likes to, you know, do other things in Orlando. Mm-hmm. as yeah. well um because you know 
when when we had our split stay and we stayed a week on property and a week on iDrive because we was doing stuff like Universal, we wouldn't be. I wouldn't want to go to Universal from Disney. Mm-hmm. Like it's just it just it's just a bit of faff. Yeah. So I think if you were and people do right, you know, I I know people that will go to Florida for two three weeks and they're not leaving Disney property unless it's to go on a Walmart run or something. Mm-hmm. Um. So for those people, DVC sounds like uh, an ideal thing to do. But I think if you are not as set in that, maybe not quite so much. Yeah. What about you, Sinead? Any temptation here? Um, I feel like, because when we had Dougie on Mickey Waffles, me and Kate drilled down the financials and stuff. And it, mm. like, if you are somebody that is going to go to Disney World every year or two, it 100% makes sense because when you work it out, you're basically paying the same for one of the slightly more expensive values. So like Art of Animation, you're basically playing, paying the same mm. over a longer period of time for two weeks of Art of Animation as you are two weeks at the Poly. And I know where I would rather stay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I suppose I would have to kind of be at the stage where, I mean, I've not been to Disney World for, it'll be six years in October. So, if I was going at that kind of like regular cadence though, it makes complete sense. Like it makes complete financial sense, especially if you're staying in anything kind of any of the more kind of higher value moderates, or if you are looking at staying at any of the deluxes and you know that you're going to go to Disney kind of longer term, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. And I get what you're saying, Ryan, about the, the dining plan and stuff. But I mean, from my perspective, being vegetarian more often than not the vegetarian meals and the dining plan uh, on in any disney restaurant and any restaurant are usually the cheapest things on the menu anyways mm. so mm. chances are i would probably be better off just paying for my food out of pocket anyways especially when you factor in discounts so yeah yeah that's true i think yeah, yeah that's a good point i mean that's... for me dining plan mm-hmm. when i when we've had episodes where we've looked at dining plan like i've not been with a dining plan mm-hmm. and it suits me more that way because the thing is we would have like two meals a day and we just wouldn't get the value out of it in the same way. It takes a weight off your shoulders. I I understand why the dining plan is good. And if you are going to eat a lot of food, obviously it's, it's going to save you some money, but I, you know, I think I'm, I'm with you, I mean, obviously dietary I am anyway, but um, I just wouldn't see the, the value. So I think, I mean, it's, it's a lot of things to add up, right? Mm. You, you've got to really weigh up what the pros and cons are, what you're going to lose, what you're going to gain, um, to, to see if it's right for you. But I think it's a really good starting point. Yeah. Next time next time we go, we'll, we'll definitely go to one of the, the sessions that they host. I've kind of wanted to, to be in a position where I'm more comfortable financially to make mm. that decision. But right now, yeah. none of the results interest me. Yeah. What I was what I was gonna say was even if you have no interest in in buying, I think it's always worth going to the thing. Because mm. yeah, it takes like an hour and a half out of your day, but they're gonna give you three fast passes. You can make up that hour and a half. Um they're gonna give you now the gift card, which can be significant. Um I think it's hefty if you're staying at a deluxe resort. Um and goes down if you're Everyone gets a gift card. They just reward the rich people more for going. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always the way. It's yeah. it's it's something that's worth 
doing and taking a look at. And like we mm-hmm. said, they will they will list you and they will lay you wherever you want to go. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's worth doing just out. Yeah. yeah. When we um when we looked at Animal Kingdom Lodge a good number of years ago, I think two thousand and nine maybe it was when when they were selling Animal Kingdom, they actually sent us um to the U, you know to the uk because we we didn't go and see the the actual uh we didn't go into the actual thing that you went to doogie where you got the ice cream and stuff but we did talk to a guy at a booth and said we were interested and you know and he he then sent us information to the uk and we got this big heavy packet and when we opened it it was a it was a hardback book it was basically a brochure for for dvc but it was an absolutely fantastic book. It had all these great photographs in it. Um, there was a DVD tucked in the in the case and stuff like that. I've still got the book. It was so it's so good. I mean, you know, it was uh, it probably wasn't as good as the free ice cream, but it was a it was a good setting price. Um, it's very very professional, very well done. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely be torn in terms of if I did buy into what resort to go for. Um, they're they're so different, you know. You you got Bay Lake Tower, which is right by the Magic Kingdom. You've got Beach Club or Boardwalk, which are right by Epcot, and you now you've got the Skyliner. I don't think I'd buy Riviera because of the restrictions that they've put on it. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether they'll stick, um, because they're they're not, I know they're pissing a lot of people off. Um, but yeah, just, just Disney. Yeah, yeah, it will if it will if it hurts them in the pocket, I guess. And that's yet to be seen, I think. Um I mean we managed to complain enough last year that they gave us discount on our dues. So mm. occasionally we get what we want. Yeah. <laughs> uh it'd just be interesting to see what, what happens with that. But yeah, that would be my that would be my dilemma, really. I mean, we did love old Key West, but it it isn't near anywhere, but it is the cheapest to buy, pretty much. I'm going to insult you, Mr. Day. Scottish, no? yeah. Go I'm ahead. You. Not Scotland, just you. All right. Um, I think the other thing you you got to factor in here, not just you, but just people in general, mm-hmm. you're looking at a 50 year contract. Now, yes, you can, you know, you can have hand it down to your kids and everything like yeah. that, as you as you've said. Yeah. But it's it's a big burden, and I think you know, even you know, I'm I'm 38 this year. Mm-hmm. Right, so I'm 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 no spring chicken. Oh, if I was in, in my yeah, if I was in my if I was in my twenties making a decision like this, it would probably be easier. Yeah, than making it, you know, at the age I'm at now because I know in fifty years time I'm not going to be going, mm-hmm. or it's, it's unlikely that I'll be yeah. going. So the thing is, you know, and 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 for you, right? If you if you enter the fifty year agreement now. Mm-hmm. who are you going to leave that to like yeah. which which one of the, your kids do you love more now i know i know the the famous thing is you love your kids equally but look we all know that's not true no, I, I don't, more than I, don't. I definitely absolutely love you more than the other one ah very good um, uh, but no but i mean we, we have, thought about, to him. We have yeah. thought about that i mean that's that's actually perversely you know that's another reason why something like Oki west might be maybe good for us because there's only 21 years left to run on it and and because of that, then obviously it's cheaper. So it's about $100 a point. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not really worried about that for a couple of reasons. One is, as, as we've seen here, 
it does hold its value quite well. So if in 10 mm. years we want to sell it, we'll sell it. And and if we can't sell it right away, then as Dougie said, we'll just rent out the point. So we'll cover its costs. Mm. Um, but realistically, you know, I've got my youngest is 26. My oldest is 29. They haven't even, you know, one's married, one isn't, but they haven't got any kids yet. So kids are going to come, you know, at some point they're going to go on holiday. So there's potential holidays there for 20, 20, 30 years. You know, I'm not really worried about it. And if, if I needed to, I'd just sell it. Um, so that is, you know, it doesn't really concern me too much. I wouldn't, mm. I wouldn't feel too bad about that. Um, no, and, and and that's a that's a brilliant counter argument. Do you know mm. what I mean? And that's exactly what. I, you're right I, to think about it. I mean, it is it is the kind of thing you got to think about because you're buying you're buying a long term commitment. So you don't need to think about you know. In ten years' time, am I still going to feel the same about going to Florida, or am I going to want to go somewhere else? I mean, know? basically, you've kind of just described marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, except really? the resale the resale value on marriage isn't quite as quite. As uh, it wouldn't be for me. No. I mean, I'm definitely not worth much on the secondary market. No, I mean, yeah. There you go. Um, I think we should start to wrap up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I. I We've, we've more than scratched the surface, but there's probably more that we could talk about. And also, we're going to try and uh, catch up with Mr. Ripley as well, um, yeah. because also he he's into he's got his own DVC as well. It'd certainly be good to hear story. his story, wouldn't it? Yeah, um, and his yeah. experiences. But it's been it's been great. Really appreciate you coming on, Dougie. You've added you've added the real the reality to it. Mm. I think um, I think almost nothing is what I've added. No, no, at all. Not at all. No. So it's been it's no, been absolutely not. You on. And yeah. um, Dougie, like, where can people find you? Uh, where can people hear hear you? I suppose uh, what I'm alluding to. I don't really. I'm not really into the whole self promotion thing when I come on things. So I prefer not to say. Good for you. <laughs> you don't want to. I'm not gonna. I'm not certainly not going to. Uh, to I don't think anybody needs to hear anything that I have to say. <laughs> so, <laughs> well. I, I feel like that, and it's not stopped me doing this for the last nine years. So, you know, don't don't be so, so hard on yourself. But uh, no, it's it's been great having you on, um, and it, it's you know, thank you for sharing your story because, mm-hmm. you know, as, especially for me, you know, I I've heard people kind of talk about it, but I think you've broken it down really well. I think you're you know the way you've kind of got into it was interesting as well. Yeah. Um, so no, thank you for for coming on and talking to us about DBC. No, thanks for letting me come on and talk a lot of nonsense. It's, it's always always appreciated. Ah, well, we love people to talk nonsense. So anytime you want to come on and talk some more nonsense, you're more than welcome. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, thank you, Mister D, for all your your research on this as well. That's Pleasure. Great, and as I said, if yeah, you drop me the link, I'll uh, I'll include that in the show notes, and and people can can have a look at that sure. um we're not going to talk about news because we've run out of time um the next episode we will talk about Rain the last dragon because that's been the big release since we last recorded mm. um and and i want to talk about that um the next records for us is patreon episodes it looks like i've got to double check but i think the winner for this Bra- week, hang on i'm bracing myself i've got to i got to no no this is this is a good one this is a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, potentially. I've never seen it. Um, but it's Muppet Treasure Island. Oh, excellent. Yeah. Oh, Tim, Tim Curry. Tim yes. Curry. What so a result. 
it was it was the winner when I looked at it yesterday. So unless something is dramatically let's happens, make sure it's the winner. Eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, so that's what we'll be doing uh, next week for the patreons, and then we will see you um, in the end at the end of March. Um, oh, um, J- Mr. D, what date is our next quiz? Is it the twenty sixth of March? I think that's right. It was the last Saturday weekend of the month, wasn't it? Saturday the 26th. Harry Potter quiz. There you go. The quiz is all done and uh, it's ready to go. Yep. So if you want to join us for that, we will sit the details out on the usual socials. Uh, so Friday's the 26th. Uh, it's the 27th. 27th, right. 27th Saturday the 27th. Yep. It'll be about 9pm yep. UK time. Yeah, roughly around there. Um, so thank you, Mr. D. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, Sinead. And of course, thank you, Dougie. And uh, we'll be back for another episode in a couple of weeks. Bye, y'all. See you later. Bye. Network.